Hey guys, welcome to the Swerve Church Podcast. My name is Danny, the lead pastor. I pray that the message that you're about to hear is encouraging, uplifting, and honestly challenging as well. I want to invite you to join us in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street, or catch church online at 11 a.m. on our YouTube or Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're blessed by today's message and that it helps draw you closer to Jesus. It's a brand new year, and during this time of year, I always like to begin by casting a little vision for us as a church family. They say that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. So instead, as a church, I want us to be crystal clear on what we want to dedicate our time to doing. You know, there's so many great things that one can dedicate themselves to, but unfortunately, time and resources are limited. And what that means is that sometimes we need to get past some really good stuff in order to accomplish what's better. When you put goals and dreams down on paper, it does something to help kick into motion, making those dreams a reality. Combine that with putting down action steps to help you get to those goals, and now you've got a plan. By the way, allow me to suggest this to you as well. Making goals is amazing, and if you have some New Year's resolutions, that's great. If you have personal goals for the New Year, put it down on paper or type it into your notes app. And then write down a couple of actionable steps to help you accomplish it. That way you can come up with a plan and you can actually do something with those resolutions, okay? Now, before I share some of the things that we're going to continue to focus on in this new year for 2023, let me begin by saying how proud I am of all of you as a church. In the past year, I've been able to see a tremendous amount of growth here. And I hope that you guys can see it as well. I've seen professions of faith. We've seen people take steps of obedience and going public with their faith through baptism. I've seen growth in your knowledge and love for God's word. I've seen a growth and commitment to plugging in to the life of, and community of our church. I've seen many of you make a priority of helping our church serve our neighbors through various outreaches and community events. And I've seen all this happen as a whole. But then there's little stories that I hear. Like when one of you comes up to tell me, how you shared your faith with a coworker, or how you invited a neighbor to church, and they haven't come yet, but you continue to be a faithful witness of the gospel to them. I've heard from some of you how you've gone through major setbacks and major hardships, but you still remain faithful to God, and your faith never wavered. Some of you have stopped certain habits. You've let go of things that you knew weren't honoring God. You've made some serious sacrifices. Some of you have grown more compassionate. Some of you have let go of rage and anger. Some of you have forgiven someone who hurt you. Some of you made a priority of worshiping regularly with your church family. And I want you guys to hear this from me, that I am so proud and overjoyed. I thank God for you. And perhaps you don't hear it often. Hear it from me today. I love you and I'm proud of you. Let's continue lifting Jesus high bringing down the kingdom of God and pushing back the gates of hell for the glory of the king. Now, for the rest of our time, I just want to share three things that I want us as a church to continue to focus and build on. None of it is particularly new, but it's a recommitment or a rededication to these important things. As we grow and as we mature as a church, we might develop different emphases. As different needs arise, we may need to tweak or add or take away but we're always going to stay grounded in our mission as a church. You guys know it. Say it with me. Our mission is to 
lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. So to help us fulfill our mission in this new year, here's three things that we want to stay committed to. Here's my commitment to you as your pastor. All right? Here's our aim as a church. Number one is to unequivocally teach the Bible and share the gospel. From the very beginning, when Melissa and I set out to plant this church, we wanted to be a church that was life-giving and gospel-centered. And in order for it to be those things, it would have to be grounded in the Bible, in the Word of God. The Bible is the tether to which those things are connected to. Without an unwavering commitment to the Word of God, there's no way that we could accomplish the goal of being life-giving and being gospel-centered. You know, I can think back to a season of my life where I was at a church and I was super committed. I was serving like crazy. I was at every single service or activity, but I found myself spiritually wasting away. And I realized it was because there was a lack of gospel-centeredness. Because you see, without the gospel, you might open the Bible, but just teach it as a bunch of do's and don'ts. It becomes a book of rules or a book on morality. But rules and law are powerless to save. And that's exactly what the gospel teaches us. And a correct interpretation of the Bible will always draw out the hope of the gospel. Look at what Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing I know we will continue to do is open the Bible teach the Bible, and declare the good news of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Some of you have been on the receiving end of this commitment. You came here maybe without having stepped foot into a church for a long time or maybe being very uh, familiar with church and church culture, but you had never heard the Bible taught through a gospel lens. And you, as you've heard the gospel, You've been spiritually built up. Things have been weeded out of you. Spiritual nourishment has been injected into your bones and has sprung up life. Why? It has nothing to do with the messenger and has everything to do with the message that it's all about Jesus. I'm excited about the teaching series that we have lined up for the year. Of course, things are always subject to change, but here's some of what we have in store for you in the new year. We have teaching series such as the Deeply Formed Life, where we will be talking about establishing rhythms that will shape us to be more like Jesus in 2023. Doubting God, where we will be asking and answering difficult questions, many of the questions that you might have, or if not, certainly your friends and neighbors. Lead Like Jesus, where we will be challenged to all view ourselves as leaders and learn how to pattern our leadership after Jesus so that we can lead in our workplaces, in our homes, and on the block. We'll also have more of the fun series that we love to do here because, hey, by the way, who says church can't be fun? For example, in a few weeks, it'll be time for Super Bowl, and we'll be doing 30-second theology. We'll look at a few commercials and connect biblical truths to them. You know, we'll do the same with At The Movies and Christmas At The Movies. All of this serves as an opportunity to hopefully communicate serious spiritual truths in a way that is fun and engaging. These are usually fun series to invite friends and neighbors to. We're also going to be working our way through a book of the Bible this year. It's an Old Testament book by the name of Song of Songs. The series is called The Peasant Princess. We're going to be looking at a tale as old as time 
as we examine the love story between a king and a peasant maiden. It's a spicy book in your Bibles that's all about love, sex, dating, and marriage. We're going to tackle it this year and ask God for His design in these areas. By the way, here's a spoiler, our culture has got it wrong in this area. But we're going to allow God's Word to pivot us in His way. All this to say that we will unequivocally teach the Bible and share the Gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. God's Word is like a spring of fresh water to a spiritually thirsty and dying world. So we will teach the Bible and share the Gospel. The next commitment is this, number two, to equip you for life and ministry. There's a paradigm shift that needs to happen if we're going to put a dent in the lostness in our community. The shift takes place when we begin to all see ourselves as leaders within the kingdom of God. When we see ourselves as such, we won't see the job of ministry to be left to just a select few, but instead we'll all see ourselves as members of the body of Christ, each uniquely gifted to contribute to the family of God. I need you guys to understand this. You are all extremely special. And God has placed these special gifts and talents and abilities not to be hoarded or hidden, but to be utilized for His kingdom purposes. But I understand that sometimes this is hard to see. So I see my job as trying to draw that out of you and help you identify those things to equip you for life and ministry. And this is exactly what the Bible teaches. Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter 4. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Paul lists out the leaders of a church, and those leaders serve one purpose. That is to equip the saints for the work of ministry and help the local church grow into maturity. This is exactly what I want for each and every single one of us to be equipped for life and ministry. This means I want you to start thinking biblically. I want you to living your life in a way that honors Christ. I want you to fulfill your God-given purposes and live on mission at work, at school, at home, and on your block. There's a couple ways that we want to do this in the new year. One way is through something that we're calling Swerve Intensives. And this is when we'll focus on a specific subject matter and be challenged to think biblically on it. So starting January 18, we're going to be kicking off a course called Managing Money God's Way. Now here's the thing. Many times at the start of the new year, we begin with debt because of all that Christmas shopping that we did in December. Or we're often living paycheck to paycheck or, we're, or we struggle financially. You know, sometimes we're stuck perpetuating cycles of poverty because we weren't taught to think God's way about money. And so this is a six-week course where we'll learn together biblical principles about finances, complete with worksheets to help you track income, expenses, set financial goals, and pay down debt. If you, play, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And we want to help set you up for success. So if you haven't done so already, sign up for this Swerve Intensive. We also want to equip you through life groups. And life groups are smaller groups of people from our church community that commit to six to eight week semester of doing life together. You know, guys, we were never designed to do life in isolation. And in a city like ours, if we're not intentional, we will always drift that way. Life groups provide a space for a meal to be shared, 
conversations around Sunday's message, and an opportunity to pray with and for one another. Another new way we want to equip you this new year is through something brand new, the Swerve Church Growth Track. And uh, you can kind of think of this like a crash course on everything Swerve. If you want to learn more about how we started our church, or what we believe, and who sits on the board of directors. Uh, but what's really important about the Growth Track is that we want to help you identify your spiritual gifts and find a place to plug into the life of your church. We want you to understand what it means to commit to the church family and how you can be best positioned to grow in your walk with Christ. All right, This is a one-night deal, and we'll provide dinner for you, okay? You just need to carve out the time to plug in, uh, but I think it'll be well worth your investment. All of this serves one purpose, to equip you for life and ministry. Guys, I truly believe that the best is yet to come. We'll be able to accomplish so much more for the kingdom of God if we all saw ourselves as important contributors to the mission of God through the local church. I truly believe we have a powerful army in our church. I believe that. To storm the gates of hell, to push back against lostness, and to further the gospel. Which actually leads me to our last commitment. And that is number three, to be a gospel light for our community. As the world grows darker, the church must glow brighter. As the church, as representatives of Jesus Christ, guys, we're not scared of darkness. We push it away. As a part of our core values, we say that we will love God, love people, and serve our community. Because here's the thing. People won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And as the church, we want to show and share the love of God by serving our neighbors, meeting practical needs, and providing spaces for our neighbors to be known and loved. You know, I love how Jesus sums up for us um, our role as his followers. This is the way that he says it in uh, Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is what we are at Swerve. We are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill, not to be hidden, but to be put on display for all to see. Why? Not so that they might give glory to us, but so that they might give glory to God. I want you guys to envision a dark room for a moment. If we turned the lights off, you would have a hard time seeing what's around you. That's what our world is like. It's dark. It's bleak. People are lost in their sinfulness and rebellion. But in a dark room, if you introduce a light, that light begins to pierce through the darkness. That light begins to illuminate what's in the shadows. And if you add more light, more illumination, more clarity, more vision, less darkness, more light. And that's what we want to show our community. We want to be the light of the world, a city on a hill. We want to be a gospel light for our neighbors. We want to continue to do that by loving and serving our neighbors, showing God's love in practical ways. And as we serve our neighbors, we'll build relationships. As we build relationships, we can invite them to be a part of the community. As they're a part of the community, they'll have a chance to hear and respond to the gospel. But it begins with being a light so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven.
And that's why I'm so excited about the possibility of opening up a second site to be able to do more of what we do to reach our neighbors on the other side of the community. For those of you who tuned in online last Sunday, you heard the news that we're in the process of signing a lease on 407 Wilson Avenue, which is on the corner of Wilson and Woodbine. Uh, once we sign the lease, we'll begin to renovate and utilize Swerve Church Woodbine to be a gospel light on that side of the neighborhood. Because here's the thing, the world is dark, but the gospel is bright. So we need to let that gospel light shine. Whether that's through festivals, Easter egg hunts, coat distributions, cookouts, VBS, serving our community partners, or mobilizing mission teams that come from all over the U.S. to love and serve our neighbors. We will continue to seek out ways to let our light shine. And here's why. It's because of Jesus. Because we were dead in our trespasses and sin. We were bad, but God is good. And God, who is rich in mercy, stepped into our waywardness and sin through the person and work of Jesus. You see, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but Jesus stepped in to pay the debt that you and I owed. He endured the cross and He died on the cross of Calvary in our place. He paid the price for our sin upon that cross. His blood washed away our sin and made us white as snow. When they placed Him in a tomb, when the enemy had thought He had won, three days later, Jesus burst out of the grave, conquering Satan's sin and death, so that now all who put their faith in Him will have forgiveness of sin, an eternity away from pain, sickness, and suffering, but also an abundant life right now. This beautiful gift of grace is available to anyone and everyone who would call on the name of Jesus. And if you're here today and you've yet to put your faith in Jesus, I present to you the opportunity to do so now, right there where you are. This is a decision between you and God. Confess your need for Jesus, surrender your heart and life to Him. Accept His free gift you can be welcome into the family of God. Guys, because we've received this good news, we've got to be a gospel light for our community. We have a responsibility to do it. But beyond the responsibility, it is a joy and a privilege to be a representative of Christ to our neighbors. Guys, I'm so thankful to the Lord for all He did in 2022, and I'm excited and expectant for all that He has in store in 2023. I hope that you all as well. Uh, what are we going to do as a church? We're going to teach the Bible and we're going to share the gospel. We want to be equipped for life and ministry. And we're going to be a gospel light for our community. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for your word that is like a living water for our thirsty souls. Thank you for the gospel, the good news of Jesus, who came and redeemed our souls. Lord, teach us to think according to your word. Equip us to be bringers of good news to our family, our friends, our neighbors, and co-workers. Help us see ourselves as the leaders you've called us to be. Father, we want to shine bright with the love, the mercy, and the compassion of Jesus. Lord, that we would shine so bright that it would be like a magnet to draw people to Jesus. Help us to be good news to our community. As we expand, I pray that you would guide, you would provide, you would instruct, and that we would listen. We know that your heart is to see more people be brought into your kingdom. As long as there's breath in our lungs, we want to be about our Father's business. Would you empower us to do so? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, I truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. 
want to take a second to invite you to join us in person. We're gathering this Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub, 239 Stanhope Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And come on over, join us, come to the Swerve Hub. Let's worship together. Let's get together. Let's worship God together. Let's learn and grow together. Let's fellowship together. Why don't you come on out and join us in person this Sunday?